Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network wherever you are. And this is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and... Mark! Going Lyle. Going great, man. Always yeah. going great. Always going fantastic. Yeah, always. Yeah, always. Always. Yeah, o- always. Okay, okay. It's always good while ever... While ever Jesus sits on his throne, Amen. life is good. Amen. It's true. And Philippians 4, 11 says, uh, what's that verse about whatever it is that I'm going through, I'll be content through Jesus? Yes. Yeah. Amen. That one. <laughs> what are you grateful for this morning, Lyle? I am grateful for... Mm, let me think about that for a moment. You can't be that happy and not be grateful for something. I'm grateful for so many things, but... You tell me I can't be grateful for the same thing every day. So I've got to come up with something new every day well, to be grateful for. There's more than one thing to be grateful for in life. I've been listing to, things for now for a year and a half. That's like 400 things God's to be grateful for. God's mercies are new every day. And we're trying to inspire our listeners to live more grateful, gratitude-laden lives. I have, I have listed over 400 things that I'm grateful for here on Faith FM Radio. I don't care. There's more. Yeah, not, yeah, 400 is a true. small it's number. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. I'm grateful for my soldering iron. You're so, oh, I'm pretty sure we've covered your entire no, oh, I tool haven't, I cabinet. I haven't spoken about this one yet. I was using it yesterday um, to fix electrical problems on my truck, which I'm hoping will make it to Big Camp. Oh, yeah. Big Camp's coming up. Yes. That's what I'm grateful for. I'm grateful that Big Camp starts this so week. I was grateful for Big Camp two days ago. That doesn't matter. And Lawson was grateful for it yesterday. Well, I'm grateful for it today. So you are in danger of committing no, no. breach of copyright. I haven't said it copyright. twice. I, oh, breach of copyright Let's right see there. your copyright, liar, liar, pants on fire. You haven't copyrighted being grateful for Big Camp. Show me have. your paperwork and then it's I'll done. believe you. It's trademarked. Whatever. Just a quick reminder that you are listening to the delayed broadcast show. Basically, what that means is this was yesterday's live show. We've just added a new introduction on the front that we recorded yesterday as well, and it has been broadcast to you today. And uh, if you would like to jump across to the live show, because the live show does happen simultaneously, you can actually switch this broadcast off right now and jump across to the live show, which we highly recommend because it is so much more fun. Uh, You can have a stab at the Bible quiz, the breakfast Bible quiz, and win the prize. You can get the free giveaway at the end of the show if it hasn't already been snapped up. And uh, you can phone in your questions of the day. It's a it's a much better show when you do the live version. And um, the way you can get there is by uh, going to our website, faithfm.com.au, and just pressing play on the live stream. Or you can download the TuneIn app. Make sure you get the free version. Um, and best of all, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, and pester us about getting the live broadcast to your area. This is the promise. And the word was with God. And the Word was God. The same was in at the beginning with God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. The same was in at the beginning with God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. All things were made. No. 
things were made by him. All 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 things were made by him. In the beginning was the word, and the word was made by and the word was God. In the beginning was the word, and the word was made and the word was God. In the Okay, that was uh, the promise. The word was God here on Faith FM. We have come to the first clue for our quiz of the day. What have you got for us there? Uh, I'm sorry, but Lawson's just messaging me, and he said being grateful for Big Camp is trademarked. Sorry, bucko. You listen here, young <laughs> bucko. You can't See, trademark. We have owned it. It belongs to us. You guys are us. lying. It is ours. Lying on you air. You can't have it. it you can't trademark or copyright. I mean, give it a shot if you like, and like, let me have a laugh at how much money you're going to spend attempting to trademark or copyright being grateful for Big Camp. We already Camp. have. I we already have. Fu- you have not. You have this, not. This, 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 this how much does it cost you? Where Where's your paperwork? Where's your paperwork? Where's your, Where's your you, bit of paper? If you create something, I want a something bit of paper with a big C in a circle stamped in the under top. Under international that says, law, can be the only person who is verbally grateful for Big Camp because he copyrighted it. Under international you law, have no if argument. you create it, it's you your no intellectual property. On. It's my intellectual. Lyle property. isn't drunk, but he is legless because his argument has no leg to and stand on. I'm sharing on. it with Lawson right now, no, just so that we can no. exclude Mon. Two of you are a pair of clowns. That's what you are. <laughs> but let's. Give us a clue, Mon. Give us a clue. <laughs> All right. For those of you who might be wondering what we are arguing about, of course, Big Camp is uh, one of the largest Christian conventions happening in Australia, and it's happening. Uh, it begins this week. It runs for a week in Stewart's Point, which is uh, sort of between Kempsey and Coffs Harbour. Beautiful part of the world, right on the beach. Uh, make sure you be there. That's all there is yes, to know indeed. about. It. Just yeah. be there. Yeah, Amazing. and you too will be grateful for Big Camp. In, and you can come and watch us do radio live. Yes, we'll be radio in a tent, maybe or something. It's been really exciting. Okay, today, Lyle, we have a. Oh, hang on a sec. Let me get this Instagram working. We have a what city am I quiz. Mm. So the first clue, my word, I've never seen this word before. Uh, Onesiphorus ministered to Paul while he was in this city. Onesiphorus, I think that's how you pronounce it. Lyle has the correct answer. He's written down the correct answer for me. If you know what city that is where this fella ministered to Paul, uh, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. We will send you the prize. This morning, the prize is a great book by John Bradshaw, who I believe we interviewed here recently, and it's called Babylon Rising. So it goes through uh, Revelation, the mysterious powers that are mentioned in Revelation, uh, global domination, religious freedoms, national economies, just an incredible book. Um, really, really interesting. Babylon Rising by John Bradshaw. Give us a call if you know the answer to the quiz and we will send that to you. You can also text your answers 0491064669. That's 0491064669. 
Okay, there you go. Great prize coming your way if you can send us the answer to uh, that particular quiz right, quiz clue right there. Mon, what have you got for us in positively different news this morning? I have a really cool technological advancement that's been made. This is really cool, actually. Do you know, I was reading... Um, Oh, I'm reading this book about the history of science, right, Lyle? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and in it, it mentions that one single lightning bolt can light up, can provide enough electricity to power a whole city for four years. I'm like, why aren't we harnessing that power? Like, surely we could figure out a way to trap the power from a lightning bolt. I'm sure it might be tricky, but come on now, you know, we've done so much as humans in, in, in science and technology. I mean, we stuck a man on the moon. Why can't we just harness a couple of lightning bolts? There's a group of scientists who agree with me, um, figuring out how, how to generate electricity from nature, unfortunately not from lightning bolts, but guess what they are harvesting electricity from, Lyle? You'll never guess. You're I have never gonna no guess. idea. Give it, give it a crack. Give me one guess. Um, methane. No. Falling snow. What? Yeah, falling snow. Dude. They're this harvesting so electricity from but falling snow. It doesn't fall that often. <laughs> Actually, they have snow falling all year round. No, Spring on the ice age. Snow falls on about 30% of the Earth's surface, right? And, uh, and if you think about it, um, you know, when the, when, in the places where snow falls in the winter, um, solar panels often fail to operate. So they have issues with solar panels. Um, and accumulation of snow kind of reduces the amount of sunlight that reaches the solar, you know, panel, which limits their power output and it makes them basically less effective. So this new device that they're working on can actually be integrated into solar panels to provide like a continuous power supply when it snows, which is just madhouse. So the way this works, this is, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some science talk, and um, it's actually not that hard to understand. I actually managed to comprehend how they were doing this. So here we go. So they're calling it a snow-based triboelectric nanogenerator, or a TENG, mm-hmm. which is much easier, and um, <clears throat> it generates charge through static electricity and produces energy from the exchange of electrons. So static electricity occurs uh, when the interaction of one material uh, captures electrons and another that gives up electrons, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, if you can separate the charges and create basically electricity out of essentially nothing. Um, And snow, it turns out, is positively charged and gives up electrons. And silicon, which is the fabric that they've um, discovered is most conducive to interacting with the snow, it's composed of silicon atoms and oxygen atoms combined with carbon, hydrogen, and other elements is actually negatively charged. Oh, come on. Yeah. So when the, when falling snow contacts the surface of this silicon, it produces a charge that the device captures, creating electricity. How cool is that? I'm sorry, like, what? So there's, there's so many things that they're thinking of um, using this for. Uh, by the way, they actually tested a whole bunch of materials first um, because, you know, they, they knew that snow likes to give up electrons, um, but the performance of this device depends on the efficiency of the other material uh, at extracting the electrons. And so they tested a whole bunch of stuff, you know, kinds of aluminiums and foils and even Teflon, uh, but they found that silicon was the best, which is good news because silicon is cheap. So this is actually going to be a really, really cheap device. And um, it can be used for like monitoring winter sports, like skiing. Um, it can improve uh, athlete performance, you know, running, walking, jumping, whatever it is. Because often uh, like in sports such as cr- uh, cross-country skiing, 
um, smartwatches sort of can't detect the past and they sort of lose track and that kind of a thing. It's also going to be used for like re- rescue missions. Like it's so cool. It's so cool. And um, yeah, it's going to be really cheap and I'm really excited. And they actually made it with 3D printing. I cannot believe silicon and snow creating electricity together. It's a magical union. Amazing. There you go. The things that people come up with. Let me tell you another thing that people have come up with. This is this is just warming my heart, left, right, and center. So um, this actually is coming out of New York City, where they've noticed, and I think this is you know something we all probably noticed a little bit. Um, but laundromats, uh, laundry bars, are often in um, lower socioeconomic areas, and um, where librarians have noticed. When there's more laundromats in a suburb, they actually call it a book desert, like there's not that many libraries. And so they've decided what they're going to do is introduce mini libraries into laundromats and they hire librarians that host story time for the kids. So on the weekend when their parents are doing their laundry for hours a day, the kids can come in there and uh, and be read to, be taught how to read because they're finding that in these areas, the literacy level is really, really low. This is so cool because they've been, they've been able to do it for a while now and they've been studying the results and they find that there's been like a 30% increase in the literacy of the kids who have been in these areas where they have these library slash laundromats. And it's really great because the laundromat owners are actually jumping on board with it and actually providing, like clearing out a space uh, where the kids can come in and um, have like a little mini library in the corner. And they've discovered that when there's librarians present, like they don't just leave it as sort of like a, a DIY help yourself kind of corner. When they have a parent, uh, when they have a librarian there as well, parents are often, um, they feel inclined to join in. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of these parents who are also illiterate are now learning how to read on laundry day. And so every, the whole family goes along to the laundromat, you know, and cycles can take hours. And they then have to go through the dryer as well. They can be there for like all morning or all afternoon or all evening. And so the whole family is getting involved with these. Um, and they're free. For these, these programs are free. And they're being read to. They're being taught how to read. They're doing singing, um, you know, uh, little group activities, coloring in, all kinds of arts and craft as well. And uh, it's apparently all been um, inspired by Martin Luther King, which is really great because he said, everybody can be great because anybody can serve. And so the librarians decided, you know what? Enough of just sitting behind a desk in a library. We want to get out and serve the community. And uh, we want to find the kids where they are. And so, you know, laundry day is a day when they're just stuck there. When they've got nothing to do, they're just stuck in a room watching souls go around in a tumbler. Um, it's, it's called Too Small to Fail Initiative. And I, I would suggest that our listeners go online and just Google Too Small to Fail Initiative because it is just the most beautiful thing to, um, to look at the videos and look at the pictures of these kids uh, increasing their, their literacy. Because uh, apparently, if they can read by the third grade, they're pretty much set for a, a much more successful life. And apparently, if you look at the studies between kids who grew up in higher socioeconomic areas versus kids who grew up in lower socioeconomic areas, the amount of books is in stark contrast. Mm. So, yeah, just even yeah. just access to books or, you know. No, this is fantastic. Great um, great to hear it taking place. Anyway, we're going to have a song now. This is Melissa Otto, Get Up and Run.
back guys that was uh melissa otto there with get up and run you listen to faith fm and we are about to have another clue for the quiz what have you got for us there mon yes okay so in our what city am i quiz we have our second clue being this the lord told paul that as he had testified in jerusalem so he must testify in this city. The Lord told Paul that as he had testified in Jerusalem, so he must testify in this city. What city is that? Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. Tell us what the answer is. Okay, so uh, here's an extra clue. It's mentioned about 20 times in the Bible. Yeah, Lawson also <laughs> messaged through an extra clue. Oh, Lawson. He wrote... Onesiphorus ministered to Paul in that place where spaghetti comes from. <laughs> nice one, Lawson. <laughs> ah, Lawson, you're such a crack up. Even when you're not in the studio with us, we love you. Okay. There you go. Okay, so. Yeah, Lawson's actually a lucky duck. He's up at camp. He's right already now. there. Yeah, I he, know it's he disgusting. Went up yesterday. Oh, Lawson. I guess that means they're having good signal up there. I guess so. Or oh, that he's on tune in. You usually have good signal up there until about two and a half, three three thousand people turn up, and it tends to slow things down a little bit. But anyway, uh, what are we talking about today? So uh, it was mentioned in the news. I'm going to mention it again. This dog was rescued. Um, it was seen dog paddling towards <laughs> a um, oil rig off the Thai coast, 220 kilometres, mind you, off the Thai coast, and the uh, uh, people on the oil rig were able to put a rope around its neck and pull it up onto the oil platform. Ow. 
How did it get out give it there? Give it a bath. Give it some water. Give it Why some food. Why would it need and a now bath? It a, now it has a big smile on its face because it was pretty salty. Oh. Do you know, I think when a dog, dog eh? is doing doggy paddling, I think that's just called swimming for the dog. Probably. <laughs> Probably. But how did but it get out there? How did it? It could not have swum 200 and something odd kilometers. I'm pretty confident it fell off a boat somewhere. Oh, the poor little sausage. Yeah. But he's all right now. He survived. And, what uh, kind of doggy is they've it? They've called him Survivor. There's some cool pictures. He, look, he looks pretty <laughs> sad when they dragged him on, onto the oil rig and he's just like really, really looking down and sad. And then they, uh, and then they give him a bath and uh, give him a feed and he's completely transformed. He's got a massive big smile on his face. They, they, I love the way they um they smile when they're happy again. And they respond so quickly, dogs. Yeah, they, just do. like, they don't take much they're so they don't forgiving. take much love yeah. to respond. Yeah, they're such a forgiving creature. We really can learn a lot from dogs. Yeah, best In creatures fact, ever. I vote we stop recording right now and just go out to the nearest dog pound and just hire get some pups. <laughs> just adopt some pups. Yes. Let's just do well, it. Let me remind you of your dog Where's allergy. Where's the nearest IRSPCA? <laughs> it's all right, I'll get one of those special breeds that doesn't share the hypoallergenic dogs. Yeah, yeah that might cost yeah. you a few dollars. Yeah, Anyway. If anyone would like to donate a hypoallergenic puppy to the uh, Faith FM uh, <laughs> staff, I am taking all hypoallergenic puppy donations at this time. 1-800-FAITH-FM. <laughs> yes, and your transient life is going to work well with that. But anyway, we're, we're, we're moving on from dogs. Uh-huh. We need to talk about uh, Notre Dame Cathedral again. I just want to quickly add that I'd like a chocolate Labrapoodle. Thanks. You. Okay, now we can move on. Okay. Medium-sized male. Thank you. We're done now. <laughs> Yeah, okay, now we can move on from puppy dogs. Let's talk about the Notre Dame. Okay, so they pledged to rebuild the cathedral, which I think is a nice thing to do. It uh, just a t- tremendous tragedy to see that um, yeah, magnificent, really was. magnificent building go up in flames. You know, eight hundred and fifty years old. It kind of makes you wonder whether they're going to be able to even replicate the building techniques mm-hmm. of eight hundred and fifty years ago, mm-hmm. um, and how authentic the new one will be. But hey. I'm sure it will be uh, Surely they can use modern done in technology. spectacular fashion. Yeah, I'm sure they can use modern technology it's to like really digitalize, you know, the, you know, little however it is that the architects do it on computers these days when they can see exactly from every angle. How is it cheating do? We need to get, we need the, to get the it back The magnificence of the cathedral in many ways was the fact that it was built 850 years ago using, you know, very very medieval technology. And how long did it take to build? Like 200 years? We don't have 200 years. We need to get that <coughs> sucker up in the next six months. Yeah, that might not happen. But anyway, it's interesting to see the uh, the big companies that have started to make donations, and it looks like people are going to make donations from around the world mm. to get this thing back up. And so you've got uh, LVMH uh, Luxury Goods uh, in France is donating $316 million. L'Oreal, um, a few hours later, matched that with another L'Oreal. three. Go on. Whatever it is. It's a makeup company. It's a massive makeup company. Never heard of it. <laughs> um, they matched that with $360 million donation. These are significant donations. Those are huge. Um, Caring donated $157 million. Um, Isle de France, the region that, it come, that, 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 that the cathedral is in, donating $15.7 million. Uh, the European president, or the president of the European Union, I should say, called on the 28 states of the EU to throw their support behind the rebuilding of it. And, of course, uh, Russia has stepped in and offered expertise in uh, restoring ancient medieval monuments. Apparently, they have a lot of expertise there in Russia in restoring these kind of buildings. That's and so mad they're, cool. Um, yes. It's, 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 yeah. it's, it's nice to see the world drawing together for a change. It, it is nice. And at the same time, my horrible little heart says, that's really great that everyone's throwing hundreds of millions of dollars at restoring a building. 
But what about restoring humanity? What about refugee? Okay, so let's and, talk about this because yeah. this is this is something that I mentioned yesterday, and I want to mention again. You look at the millions and millions of dollars that are being thrown at this building. Because at the end of the day, it is just a building, y'all. Yes. Okay. And shouldn't we be building a cathedral in people rather than stone? Yes. That's a beautiful way of putting it, Lyle. I a million percent agree. A million percent agree. Around the world, and I've been to many of them, go to the cathedral in St. Andrews. Mm-hmm. Go to the cathedral in Coventry. Um, they're just sort of two that come to mind right now, which are cathedrals that are lying in ruins because they burnt down. Yep. A very, very long time ago. Mm-hmm. And the ruins that remain are still magnificent in their own way. Yeah. And it's still, you know, very uh, moving to walk through the, the, the ruins of those. And I'm thinking, you know, what we could do, imagine, imagine what it would be like if we raised all of the money necessary to rebuild Notre Dame and then rather than rebuilding it, we turned it into a monument oh, that's a great idea. for what we actually did to solve many of the world's you know, great problems. Yes, I think that's an amazing idea, Lyle. And so, and so we, we we build, you know, within the within the within the the ruins of that cathedral, you know, maybe maybe carve it into the tiles that are on the floor. I don't know. Maybe 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 build a, a monument there of some description and say these are all the companies that donated towards the rebuilding of this cathedral. These are their names, and this is how their money was spent, and this is how they built a cathedral in people rather than one in stone. And this is how these companies changed our world. Yeah, because you wouldn't just change France. You wouldn't just change one country with that sum of money. You could change the whole world. You would change attitudes in the world. You would change. You you could create love in the world where there is now hatred. You could draw people together. Uh, and yeah, we've got we've got a real drawing together here because we've got a great a, a great uh, tragedy. Mm-hmm. And tragedy does draw people together, and it's sad that it takes tragedy sometimes to do that. And you know, I'm not opposed to them rebuilding the cathedral. It's 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 a symbol of of France. It's one of their greatest symbols that they have. And you know, I can't imagine that they wouldn't. But I just there's this little thing inside of me that just that just says, you know what? There is so much money being spent here that we could be spending in other places and spending, you know, fold to to to, to solve problems like food security. Mm, yeah, you know, you've got how many million people starving to death in Yemen right now mm. and we're building a cathedral in France. Uh, you know, and there's, there's, there's more to be solved down there. You know, you've got to be able to get the supplies in there without getting killed in the first place. I get that. But, you know, supply to deal with, deal with water issues. We were just in Ethiopia and the abject poverty and the lack of fresh water, the lack of hygiene, the massive amounts of pollution, the lack of food security. Um, and the need for education that exists around our world right now. You know, these could be sold, solved if we sold off some of our big cathedrals. Yeah, I think that's a, an excellent point. I mean, even this morning when I was talking about the, the Too Small to Fail initiative where they're doing miniature libraries inside laundromats in lower socioeconomic groups, one of the issues they're facing is they're not sure they can afford it long term because each of these libraries costs 
and I couldn't believe how small this amount was, $2,300 a year. And I'm like, that's actually nothing. That's actually such a small amount of money. Mm. Two, 2000 not even two and a half grand. And here we are chucking millions and millions and millions at a building. So here's my suggestion. It's just a suggestion. You don't, you, you know, you have to follow your conscience on this. But if you are thinking of making your contribution, your donation to the rebuilding of the Notre Dame Cathedral, and I'm sure there were many crowdfunding su- sites uh, supporting that project, then consider supporting uh, food security, water hygiene, education, um, getting rid of pollution in our world as an alternative. Let's build a cathedral on this world, a cathedral in people. Anyway, we're going to move on with the show. This is Wilder Atkins with I Have Decided. You're listening to Faith FM. We'll be back after this with David Stoichik. Everybody, you're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8, or 88 right across Australia. And joining us in the studio this morning is our regular Pastor David Stojic. Now, uh, David, you have uh, over the last couple of weeks, you and your team have run a major mental health awareness expo in the biggest shopping centre here in the Newcastle Hunter region, which is uh, Charlestown Square. And I'm wondering whether this morning you can tell us a little bit about what motivated you to do this particular expo. Um, what did you do? What was the response like? 
Well, Lyle, it's a, it's a great privilege to be here again with you and with our listeners uh, across Australia. Uh, maybe even overseas if they, oh, absolutely. if they, uh, listen online, to, if they download the app, uh, through, uh, TuneIn Pro or something like that and they can, they can, or other social. We know we have listeners in, uh, North America, South America, Europe, and at the very least, Ethiopia. Wow. Yeah. That's right. That's where you recently went. And that's where we were. Did some work. So that's fantastic. Well, look, good questions, Lyle. Um, what motivated us to do it um, and what was the response like? So maybe let's start with the, with the first question. What motivated us to do a mental health awareness expo? Um, as you would have heard me say it before, depression and anxiety are the most common forms of mental health illness. And the stats tell us that around half uh, of our population uh, here in Australia will, will have experienced depression and anxiety during their lifetime. And, and more specifically, and I, I would like to kind of emphasize this, um, I believe what I'm going to say now, the, the statistics that I'm going to, to quote are very, very conservative. I believe that this is, this is really... Uh, this problem is far bigger than, than what, what uh, the statistics, normal statistics that you can find online from the Australian Bureau of Statistics or, or um, you know, uh, Beyond Blue, Black Dog and so on and so on. But anyway, generally speaking, uh, it's quoted that one in six women and one in eight men are diagnosed with depression. Uh, um, and uh, very similar stats is there for anxiety. Mm. And what I constantly come across is that uh, a lot of experts would say that these things are more difficult to treat than actually even cancer. That's what Dr. Nedley says. People who have cancer, you know, they have love. They're surrounded by people. Many of them would have support. Uh, but unfortunately, when it comes and what it makes really, really difficult for people who suffer from mental uh, illness issues, uh, such as depression, anxiety, for instance, uh, they are basically, uh, they're not understood. Uh, people, as you said before, just say, well, snap, uh, snap out of it, uh, you know, just, uh, uh, just live a normal life. Uh, and, and this, especially is very difficult when it comes to our younger demographics. For instance, because of, it's not cool, I would say, we've said this before, it's not cool to be depressed. Uh, so young people, uh, because of peer pressure, would not go and seek help. And so basically our aim at actually going to such a thoroughfare, such such a place like uh, the biggest shopping center in this area was to to raise the awareness of people that actually mental health, especially depression and anxiety, are in fact ill. It's an it's an illness, and that people who actually um, uh, who suffer from it, they should seek. They should be encouraged to seek help. And, you know, our last presentation was basically, we were talking last week about the role of the family mm. and friends, how important that is. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, in this lucky country of ours, we have uh, over 2,000 people every year taking their own lives. I mean, this is just horrific. It's a tragedy of the worst, you know, possible, you know, situation. Um, and, you know, as we know, this is most of the time, if not all the time linked to men mental illness. 
It is. Um, and so one of the reasons I guess you've decided to have this mental health expo at Charlestown Square is to explain some of the causes of depression. Now, I understand that you did this in a very creative way um, <laughs> to encourage people to seek help. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I, I, yes, we tried to be as creative as we could. Um, I remember a few weeks ago, we spoke about Dr. Nedley's depression hit hypothesis and he's identifying 10 hits or 10 underlying causes or categories of causes of depression, including genetics, uh, the way people are brought up or, you know, developmental, as, 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 as he says it, nutrition, then loss and grief or, or, or that lack of social support, um, toxins we get exposed or ingest. And then, then sleep patterns or circadian rhythm, addictions, uh, lifestyle, medical conditions, various medical conditions can, can trigger, uh, uh depression, uh, and, and frontal lobe impairment or damage. So, so we, we were talking about these 10, mm, 10 actually, mm. um, 10 hits. And so we kept that in mind. Okay, so did you talk about all 10 hits at Charlestown Square? <laughs> well, almost. Uh, we wanted to do it in a creative way, as, you, as you've said. So we engaged a couple of very qualified florists from Queensland. Oh, wow. Uh, yes. That's different. That, that's right. To do five big floral, floral, floral exhibits. Uh, uh, each of these arrangements were like, they were about 1.5 meters high. You have uh, got to be. <laughs> that's right. One and a half meters high. That's right. And, 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 and maybe even higher and about one meter wide. So each one of these arrangements or, or exhibits represented one of the causes of depression of which Dr. Nedley speaks in his depression and anxiety recovery program. That would be incredibly eye-catching. I mean, was. that's an enormous five of them. That's right. Yes. One point five plus meters high. That's, that's right. uh, that would have definitely uh, caught some attention to people walking through Charlestown Square. I'm super disappointed. I missed it now, but anyway, <laughs> can't do everything, and I was away for part of that time. That's right. Um, okay, so you've done five floral arrangements. Dr. Nedley has um, ten causes of depression or ten hits in relationship to depression. So I'm thinking, did you just did you just pick, you know, five of those to focus on, or did you, did you combine two of them per arrangement, kind of thing? <laughs> well, we, we basically uh, we, we had ten square meters, which is just an incredible amount of space, mm. but still limiting for us at the center and 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 one of the right in front of the of the uh, well-known Meyer shopping, um, you know, like a, like shop, and uh, and we we basically uh, we focused on five, uh, just on five instead of ten. And, and these were uh, genetics, uh, grief and loss, addictions, lifestyle and, and circadian, uh, rhythm or, 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 or sleep. Uh, so each one of these, f- these plays, uh, had a, a, re- a write-up attached to the, to the exhibit that briefly described the piece of art, um, that people were looking at. And, 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 and then encouraged them to seek help in case they suffered from depression, anxiety. So it was like a little, Lyle, it was like a little art gallery. <laughs> People would move from one frame to another, uh, one exhibit to another that was, uh, and, and these were a few meters away. And they would get educated about various causes of depression just by looking at those, at those displays. Okay, so with those five hits that you're talking about there, just, um, just diverging here for a moment, did, uh, 
did the florists, the artists who were creating these displays, did they try and represent in in their displays something to do with? Was it symbolic? Uh, abs- absolutely. The, yeah. the, the, each one of these, uh, uh, like for instance, genetics, they had this um, very catchy, catchy, uh, so to say, uh, display, uh, which had like uh, whirls, you know, uh, uh-huh. spirals that represented DNA. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, they had actually two suns on 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 on, on you know like a uh, two suns, and so these two suns represented like you know parent and a child so basically genetic genetics being and you know, genes being passed from from one generation to another and 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 they had some beautiful flowers you know in that in that in that setup as well so it was very creatively artistically oh. done not just flowers yeah. but various other other aids that actually would actually really uh, it, they were like pieces of art how long did these displays last for uh whole week the whole week the whole week uh, yeah. and and so we even actually took them from the center and and, and used them for another weekend for, for the mental health workshop <laughs> so you, got, you got your money's worth out of them that's amazing we, we certainly did that's really and, sensational and, and i would like to just uh lyle on that i would like to acknowledge some, uh, something uh the 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 center management at the at the um at the uh my uh the shopping uh at the charlestown square they were incredibly supportive and they gave us the space there as the charity they donated that they donated that space you had 10 square meters in charlestown square that was donated (laughs) david that's just an amazing story thank you so much for sharing we're going to be back after this song and i've got way more questions i just need to ask you about what was happening over there so we've got another segment coming right up after this Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus And to take Him at His word Just to rest upon His promise And to know the saith the Lord Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him How I prove Trust him more. I'm so glad I've learned to trust thee, precious Jesus, Savior, friend. And I know that thou art with me, will be with me to the end. Jesus, Jesus, thou Pray. 
Welcome back, everybody. I'm here with David Stojic. He's been telling us about this amazing program that he has just finished over at Charlestown Square, talking about depression and the causes of depression um, and just really using some incredible creativity, um, large flower displays uh, symbolizing you know different forms of uh, hits that people can have that cause depression. Now, David, just want to come back to this and, and you know, it's a really creative way of telling people about the problem that we face in society. What was the people's response? That's a great question. Uh, uh, the, response, uh, the response was very good. Um, in a corner of the allocated space, we had a couple of professionally set tables with a couple of computers and printers. Uh, we had a big backdrop with for the Living Lifestyle Health Clinic logo behind us, plus two to three big signs advertising the additional free service we offered through the week uh, as we were there from Monday to Friday, uh, the last week of March. Sure, sure. Now, you talk about these free services that uh, you're offering. Um, what exactly were they? Okay, so they were, they were uh, computerized health assessments. Uh, you know, once when people actually went from one display to another, and actually we had, we had our volunteers and our staff kind of monitoring that situation, and, and if people would go there, uh, uh, you know, our volunteers would go and actually try to engage them and, 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 and um, uh, basically, in a conversation uh, about the issue of, of depression, what each one of these again uh, was representing, and then then the people would actually come after they have gone the full circle and have seen all of these uh, displays. They would come, many of them absolutely without invitation. We were happy for them to come, and they would come and say, "Hey, fantastic! What you're doing, really, really great. What else do you offer?" And, and then uh, we were uh, able to, to actually offer them the computerized health assessment. Um, we were doing a couple of things, assessing people's health age and people's stress profile. So one was for the body, <laughs> the other was for mind. Uh, with the health age, health age, the people would do a brief uh, health survey that was based on, on their health habits. And the data would be entered into computer by one of our volunteers. Then, based on an algorithm, computer would calculate the people's health age uh, and we would print out the report and interpret it f- uh, to them. So, for instance, you know, like, for instance, you say, say I'm, I'm 55 years of age, and, but if I, if I uphold uh, the, uh, all the health laws uh, um, that basically the longest and happiest living people on the planet live, you know, uh, and there were about seven of them, they uh, like, you know, eating regularly, sleeping enough, uh, not drinking, uh, not smoking, um, having a, a weight that is balanced, you know, uh, your body mass index is, is right and so on and so on. Um, you know, uh, so, so maybe say I'm 55, my health age could be 47. So I could add. That's my age. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> you could be as young as me. I could add seven years to my life just by actually living a healthy life. So, so, um, yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. That, that was what we offered. Okay, so that's a little bit different from. Uh, um, so that's the, you know that's the, the, the general state of their physical health, but you know, a little bit different from mental health. Uh, well, y- yes. Or are the two uh, connected to each other? Uh, well, th- I think you just hit the nail on the head. Uh, people could be physically well, 
in a way, or think that they're physically well. They could eat well, not drink or smoke, not smoke between, uh, I mean, not snack between meals, uh, but still be depressed. Uh, they could be going through grief. They could have diabetes uh, or other medic, uh, medical condition. They could be obese. And all of these things could be contributing factors to depression and, okay. and or anxiety. Did you have any ways of assessing people's mental health there as well then? Uh, yes, yes, Lyle. Uh, so, so we used another uh, what, what is known in the jargon self-reporting tool. Uh, so it was a stress profile. Uh, I, I would say I don't need to elaborate too much on stress, but stress is known as a killer. It actually undermines our mental health, undermines... Uh, um, our physical health. Uh, so basically the same method in assessment was used. People would fill in a questionnaire, questionnaire, and we would put their data into a computer. Uh, the report would tell us if the people were in a positive uh, well-being bracket or if they were stressed, distressed, significantly or severely distressed. And, and if they were distressed significantly or severely uh, um, over at least a few last weeks, uh, there was a very strong likelihood that they were suffering from depression and anxiety, and this would be a further this would be further confirmed as we uh, shared with them the findings of their report. Actually, we would print out the report, and then we would have a chat with them, mm. and invariably, if people were in very high stress stress zone, very high, then 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 they would invariably be, be depressed. I'm super impressed, David, that you're running this 4D living program that is so well recognized that Charlestown Square actually sponsors it. And not only Charlestown, I need to recognize another, another, another organization here. Uh, then they haven't asked for this whatsoever, but mm-hmm. I feel very grateful to them. When we were doing those props for the display, uh, I went to the local Bunnings and I said, look, this is what we are doing. Uh, would you be prepared to, you know, uh, donate some few materials to us? Uh, and, and I described exactly, I showed them the, the drawings, what we had to do. They said, leave it with us. They rang me a few days later and said, come and collect them. We've done them free for you. Ah, praise God. Uh, so so, so that, that was just incredible how basically there, there is goodness out there in the people. And, and, and people recognize, organizations recognize that actually there is problem. Yeah, absolutely. And, and as you say, neither of these organizations have asked for it, but I think we do need to recognize both Charlestown Square. That's right. And Bunnings for their for supporting a program like this, absolutely. And, uh, and praise God for good people that uh, will throw their um, their money and their business behind, you know, good projects. And, and not only that, actually, um, uh, both organisations came to me and said, "If we are running a staff development program, would you come and speak to our staff?" So basi- basically, you know, uh, I said, "Of course, I would be I would be honoured to do that." And and uh, about the mental health issues. And so on and so on. So it's been uh, it's been a very very wonderful um, kind of interaction mm, with mm, these mm. businesses or, or organizations. Yeah, praise God! I'm just so glad that um, that you know uh, your profile is, uh, is is growing here in the Newcastle area, and that people are getting to you know you're so well known now that that people respond in this way. Uh, moving on uh, back to what we were talking about. Um, you mentioned that you know you'd you'd score people as far as their stress profile goes. What happens if they get a really bad score like this <laughs> in the danger zone somewhere? Well, uh, it's kind of uh, on the stress on the stress when they do their their stress uh, uh, report or I mean uh, survey. Uh, people could score anywhere between zero and one hundred and ten points uh, on the tool that we are using on the stress profile. 
any anything below 70 points uh, would indicate that people are exposed to a lot of stress. Invariably, the closer uh, to zero the people were, there was more cause for concern. Um, my experience with people who scored lower than 25 points, uh, which is like severe distress, was that a number of them uh, would have morbid thoughts, uh, suicidal thoughts. Uh, at least the thoughts, I, I, I wish I wasn't here. Mm. And some of them actually, uh, when we talked with them, actually even uh, in the past attempted suicide. So these are people that you're talking to that are coming through the display? Uh, absolutely. Uh, and, 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 but actually these people have a whole raft of, of issues. When people come to me with, with a score lower than 25, I really need to have a very serious conversation with them. And I thank God for basically the, the training in, in counseling mm. that, 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 um, you know, I've had so, so I can, I can, I can have a meaningful conversation. I can refer them, uh, to, 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 to other help where they can get help. And, uh, you know, uh, so, so uh, many of them have feeling uh, of low self-worth and worthlessness and so on and so on. Yeah, and what, uh, what, what can be done for um, you know, a person in that kind of situation? <laughs> okay, so, so basically, uh, really, uh, in a nutshell, because our time, time is up, uh, really, what would I tell them? Uh, I would tell them... Uh, if I get a chance, and many times I connect with them, you know, God opens that way. I would tell them that they are unique, precious human beings created in God's image. And they are loved by God very much. And, and they are loved by, by their family and friends. I would tell them that Jesus told us to take one day at a time. I would tell them there is hope. Uh, millions of people have been there and have found the way out. I would encourage them to attend a depression and anxiety recovery program. I would encourage them to put their trust in God and ask Him to break the dark cloud of depression and anxiety that is ho ho hovering over their head. I would encourage them to seek help and would offer my help where I could. I would ask them to, uh, for permission to pray for them. I would encourage them to go to church and surround themselves with caring, godly people. That's what I would do. Yeah, praise uh, God. When the Spirit opens the way. Yeah. Let's pray for those people real quick, David. Okay. Father, we pray that you'll be with each person out there struggling with stress, depression, anxiety today. We pray that you'll place your arms of love around them, that you'll make yourself very real and close to them at this time, and fill them with your Holy Spirit, surround them with your angels. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That leadest Joseph like a flock. Thou that dwellest between the cherubim, shine forth before Ephraim and Benjamin and Manasseh. Stir up thy strength and come and save us. Again, O oh God, and cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. 
that leadest Joseph like a flock. Thou that dwellest between the cherubim, shine forth before Ephraim and Benjamin and Manasseh. Stir up thy strength and come and save us. to Faith FM, positively different radio. Forgiveness. It's easier said than done. But now there's a new approach to help us be more forgiving, a program called Forgive to Live. It's designed to help us all improve our lives. You'll discover the healing power of forgiveness. A relationship breakdown, long-term hurt, unresolved conflict. Through Forgive to Live, you can break this cycle and start living a more forgiving life. So if you're keen to take that first step, head to forgivetolive.org.au.